0: Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information tips and guest speakers all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now here are your hosts Craig and Tim.
1: We are back today. How are you doing today, Mr. Craig?
0: I'm glad we have this other episode with this gentleman here, because uh, what a world of knowledge. I think we're at Encyclopedia One now, right?
1: I, I don't know, but we have learned so much last time in here. We didn't have enough time to cover everything, so we have Mr. Phil Zeman back again today. But we're going to learn even more stuff today.
0: Are we even talking on there? Because I think he's got the all, all the air time. I, and that's knowledge. fine.
1: That's what I told him. We're going to ask him a couple of questions. He's going to talk for 15 minutes. We're going to exit out, and then we'll do it all over and then again. we'll come so. back and just shut it down. <laughs> but today, we are, are really extremely happy to have Phil Zeman back in the studio with Center State slash South State, now merged bank in six states here in the South. And you are the, I'm going to get this right this time, the S, the Senior Vice President and Community and Economic Development Relationship Manager. That's a really long title. It
0: is a long title.
1: Do you get that on the back of a jersey if you're playing softball or anything? No? (laughs) No. (laughs) Nothing? But he is back here again today, and we're going to talk more about funding your business, if you're a small business person. So, Phil, give us your contact information and how people can get a hold of you, and then we're going to jump into funding.
2: Uh, Tim, my email address is pzeman.com at centerstatebank.com, and my work, telephone number is 407-447-0617. Well, we
1: brought you back again because when you were here last time, we talked about stuff off the air, and I think, okay, we've got to have him on again because there's some things we we need to talk about. So we're going to really jump right into it. You work a lot with SCORE. We do want to make sure that we continue to let people know that Center State, South State, That's who your business is or your business is with. Correct. But you work a lot with SCORE, .score orlando.score.org here in Central Florida. Tell me about the program, the mentorship or the program that you do called Funding Your Business at SCORE. What is that?
2: Funding Your Business is just one workshop of the many that SCORE puts on. I think they have at least 30 event type of workshops a month. And so- Again, it's just a great resource, let alone not not just the mentor group that is there that has mentors with all kinds of varied and wonderful experiences to help small businesses. And they have the workshops to go along with it, too. So it's really for a person that's thinking about getting in business to not access SCORE or any of the resource partners at at the NEC, the National Entrepreneur Center. They're just selling themselves short by not accessing their the most important thing, not the most important, but a really great attribute of scores is it's free. So
1: the the big F word yeah, as Dave Hyland yeah. from, he's one of the volunteers of yeah. score. The big F word is at score.
2: Free. Exactly. Correct. So I facilitate funding your business and basically it's, it's a three hour workshop and it kind of goes through the whole process of, you know, it starts off with, you know, what How do you get prepared to go meet with a a banker or a funding source? So it kind of walks through the checklist, tax returns, financial statements, projections, business plan, which is the most important part of it. Um, And then it kind of goes through, you know, the stages. And then uh, that's the first half. And then the second half is centered around all the different types of funding sources that are available today, depending upon the type of company you're in, et cetera. And we were talking earlier about you know the i think the first or second slide of that presentation is asking a bunch of on, uh, entrepreneurs what they attribute the greatest challenge or number one attribute for failure for an entrepreneur and it comes back and it says lack of capital and i stop it right there i said that's what that slide says and that's what i'm supposed to say but i, I, I couldn't disagree with it more and the reason why is, you know, if the entrepreneur goes through the process of really doing the research and due diligence and everything that it takes to put a business together, you know, in the form of a business plan, not until that point have they validated their opportunity to determine if this thing's going to be successful. So, and once they have gone through that process and, you know, they know better than anybody whether this opportunity is going to be viable or not if they went through that process. And so if they've gone through that process and at the end of it, it says, yes, go, they're going to be successful. They're going to be successful because they've gone through that. They tested their theories. They've done the analysis. They understand how they're going to compete in the marketplace. They understand the market. They understand how they're going to serve the market that they're in, et cetera, et cetera. And so through that process, they've determined that this is or is not going to be a successful venture. And if it comes back, yes, then they will have no problem getting funding. And I believe that. You know, if you've gone through it, uh, people are going to want to invest in you. I mean, heck, the bank interest rates right on a deposit account is 1% or less, way less. And so... There's investors out there that want to uh, find great opportunities to invest their money in. And what better opportunity is in the small business that uh, entrepreneurs got the experience or gone through the process to determine that this is a viable opportunity? So I don't I don't think the lack of capital really is the uh, – it obviously is a, a very important characteristic or very important source, resource to become successful in business. But it's not the number one reason entrepreneurs fail. You know,
1: we if you watch Shark Tank at all, and a lot of the things they talk about when they're talking about investing, and that's a whole other area I do want to cover at some point about the, having an investor as part of your portfolio. It really comes down to a lot of them is the passion, because everybody stands up there and says the exact same thing. I'm a grinder. I will do this, and I can do that, and that's that's not new. You know, it's my passion. It's my life, and that's great, but there's just something else about that entrepreneur we talked about it briefly after the last segment as well about the ego factor of an entrepreneur. What do you mean when you say the ego factor of an entrepreneur?
2: Let me just go back to that word passion, you know, because that's the one thing that that's one area that I focus in on the uh, funding your business workshop. I start off by saying there's, you know, I've been in. An entrepreneur and I've been in financial services for 30 plus years. And I've seen a lot of successful businesses and I've seen a lot of not successful businesses. And the one, the one common ingredient that every successful entrepreneur or business owner has, from my experience, is passion. Because it's the passion that creates that excitement to spend the time that it takes to really Go through the process of determining if their business is going to work. They're excited about it, and, and you know when I meet with a, a business potential business owner and they're they're you know struggling around putting the business plan together, that that just tells me something. They don't they don't have that passion, and as such, it's going to be a you know a big challenge to become successful in a venture. So passion is the to me is the common ingredient that every business owner has, and so that's kind of what I, I have people do check. Check yourself at the door. Is this a, um, you know, I don't want to be an employee anymore, or is this a passion about this service or product? So that's important. But, you know, going back to having all these resources that are available in the business community, and you know, one thing that we found uh, at SCORE when we meet with business owners is sometimes they don't think they need any, you know, help or support. You know, if you think about it, an entrepreneur is a pretty motivated individual, and has probably a a larger than average ego because, you know, that's kind of in their DNA to be an entrepreneur. You know, you can do this. You're better than whatever to create, you know, this product or service. So you got to have some level and ego is not a bad thing at all. Ego is is a big motivator and channeled the right way is going to be a big attribute to the success of a business owner. But at the same time, We've experienced as mentors that sometimes, you know, who are you to be able to tell me how to run my business? Well, because there's a bunch of successful mentors at (laughs) school that can give you just one little tidbit. If it helps you figure out one challenge in your business, it's well worth it. So, you know, as we were talking earlier, you know, one of the big challenges as a mentor is you really got to spend a good half hour, 45 minutes to really understand the dynamics of that individual, you know, from a personality standpoint. you know, understand what triggers them and what motivates them and, you know, what challenges them and t- before you can be an effective mentor, right? It's it's, it's just like anything else. you got to take the time to understand the playing ground that you're involved in before you can, you know, deploy your own mental strategy to assist these entrepreneurs. And you, it's funny
1: you talk about that. Now, you know, ego, unless, of course, it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and ego is a planet that was created by senior—you haven't even watched it, have you? <laughs> I love left turning on him because he I looks say, at me. Well, I don't
0: even know why. Let me go stand on the other <laughs> side of the wall.
2: Yeah, I was watching your expression and <laughs> I know yeah, there was, there was,
1: it wasn't. Yeah, I, I do that to him all the time. I'm sorry. I'm no, in the it. same
2: boat as you, Craig, so don't worry about it.
1: But when you talk about, I am in a service business. That's what I do. I'm in a service business. When you're talking about spending time as a mentor with that individual coming in, I understand that fully because I have to spend sometimes 30 minutes or an hour or two hours or three meetings with a potential client, and they don't understand that I need to know everything that I can about you, about what your need is, what your desire is, what's your end goal for this project that we're going to do. I need to know all that before I even say, okay, this is what it, this is what it may or may not cost. Because the first question that I get is, hey, I want to make a video. How much is that going to cost? And my sure. answer is always the same thing. How much does it cost to build a house? Well, I, said, I need to know a lot about you. So you use the same philosophy there. At the- exactly.
2: Exactly. I mean, part of the topic today and the previous one and, you know, always with funny, you know, what does how do you, how do you prepare? What information do I need to have before I meet with the bank? And, and obviously that's important, you know, and there's a checklist, you know, financial statements, business, whatever, but it's really until we even, it's great to have all that information, obviously, but we really got to understand who that individual is, you know, before we can take that information and, and develop a strategy that's going to be effective for them, right? So it's really um, getting to know your your customer, your prospect, you know, it's very important. That's You can't provide good service ever until you really understand who your customer is or who that person is across the table from you. So it's very important to take the time and you know, you the heard the old statement, you know, God gave you a, a one mouth and two ears for a reason. You know, you really got to listen to your to the folks that you're dealing with so you, you can be qualitative in the process. I, I
0: just I wanted to say one thing about this passion. When I started when I joined the military, I, I couldn't wait to get to work and I never wanted to get off. I think that's the passion, is it? Yeah. Because even though you're, you're on a downtime, you could be sitting there watching TV that Tim has all the time that he knows all <laughs> those things in life. But the way I see it is like even when you're laying in bed, you're you're you're, you're waking up to an idea, and yeah. if, if it's for me, you better have somebody on that recording then because I'll forget it. Yeah. But it's just constantly like uh, Tim and I. We we do a lot of communications. No, I do a lot of communications. <laughs> yeah, with Tim. you might want to qualify that. So, just just so hair. this is well, Tim's got a full si- full line business here where this is uh, I'm, I'm in advertising and marketing and try to help our, our our motivation here. It's not a nine to five. It's not weekends, holidays off. You're constantly thinking of new ideas, making changes. If you don't change nothing, nothing changes. And, and I've learned that a lot. And, and Tim has, you know, he has a lot of great qualities where his his true thing is perfection. And, and that's why when you walk into his facility here and you start asking these questions like, hey, how much is it going to cost? Well, then Tim's not doing his part to make sure he understands what you're here exactly. for. Exactly. And we really we really
1: want to know that. And a lot of times it throws people off when we say, hey, let's come on in, sit down for a couple hours because they just, well, I just I want to do this and I want to get it done now. Well, then we can go into the whole triangle thing. But we're just about done with the first segment here and again. He alluded to the fact that he could bring in guests to fill us out for the rest of the year. Do you remember him saying that? He did, didn't he? So you're taking my job? So you take... do, you, do you have a chair I can <laughs> yeah. sit at your office and just, just take cuts? No, we don't want to do that. But we appreciate him being here again. We're going to bring him back for the second part of this, and we'll check the second half.
0: Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your suits. I'm Craig with Vets Growth, also known as Veterans Business Alliance. We specialize in advertising, consulting, marketing, and public relations. Vets Growth is all about persistence, inspiration, innovation, and strategy. Your success is my passion. Contact me by phone at 407-754-5779. Vets Growth, the power of one network.
1: We are back with the second half of this episode, Mr. Craig. You had a question for our guest, Mr. Phil, with Center State slash now South State Bank. Mr. Phil Zeeman is our guest today. Craig, what was that? What was that question?
0: I wanted to ask is uh, when a business, uh, when an entrepreneur walks into your office and he has his business plan, how much capital does can he request?
2: You know, that's such a great question because they should. The, their position should be they walk in here's my business plan, here's the research that they we've done, and as such, our loan amount's going to be x. It should be definitive. There, you know we mentors at score have heard this statement so much, you know starting out a conversation. if I only had you know call it fifty thousand dollars, I could make this thing happen. Well, show me how you derive that amount. you know how did you get to that number? And I just know, I just know if I had, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't help. You know, you need to go through that process again. I hate to, you know, keep hounding on the um, I know You
1: can can beat that dead horse business plan. Please, please do. Because it's very important.
2: You you, you can't, you can't beat it too much because it's so important. But it's that that business plan is going to, you know, a good qualitative business plan is going to walk through the whole process. And what I tell people is I generally don't need to spend a whole lot of time on the projections or, how they quantified the loan amount or the capital need if they've done a really good job in the business plan, because as you're reading, you know the narrative, you know you, you're understanding how they're going to compete in the marketplace, how much they're going to be able to capture, the reasons why they're going to be able to capture this amount, you know, selling this widget for ten dollars a piece, and the cost of goods to do, produce that's going to be forty uh, percent, and the overheads going to be twenty percent, and all that is supported by their research, and so. When you get to the end of it, you almost know exactly how that how they got to that number, and you really don't have to spend a whole lot of time on the business plan because they did such. I mean, the uh, projections because they've done such a good job. So when they,
0: when the they start plan. when they start figuring out what kind of capital they need to help, because you're not going to give 100, percent correct? Correct. So is it like fifty
2: fifty? You know, that's just um, it, it's a case by case scenario. It just depends on so many different factors. You know their personal financial condition, uh, the type of loan they're needing, the term that they need, you know, whether it's a short-term working capital loan or a longer-term equipment or real estate loan. And you know, it just depends upon all the variations. But obviously, they're going to have to bring some level of contribution. So, so another one it comes
0: down to is, like you said earlier in, in the episode was, hey, you should test the waters. Go talk to the people that may already have that business and similarity of what you're yep. trying to accomplish. And and you said so before. They're not competition. They're people that actually will help you because everybody needs each yep. other. There is no, hey, you're going to take more than I'm you never know. Yep.
2: You never know. Competition breeds activity. And when I started my company, the first thing I first thing I tell everybody to do is find your trade association, whatever industry you're in. Join it. Uh, they always have, you know, lunch and learns or some kind of, you know, educational piece of it. But just the contacts that you meet and comp- competitors, you know, good competitors are going to be helpful. you know, I, you're gonna I have to learn to, g- a lot from I them. I have to
0: give it a shout to Tim. Tim belongs to Seminole, uh, Seminole County Chamber. I belong to East Orlando. The people when I joined them, they those two people there, uh, Andrew and Dorothy, they really got my business jump started. As Tim, I know Seminoles has helped you.
1: I haven't used Seminole as a resource that I need to, and that's on me. Yeah. I don't blame anybody. They have all kinds of tools and resources available. Yeah. I haven't used it because I've been busy trying to yeah. do other things. But I wanted to ask you something, and I totally lost train of thought after you said something about oh, that
0: but great? a <laughs> <laughs> payback. So kind of,
1: yeah, I know. It's a payback. <laughs> You're talking about, from a financial standpoint and funding, the business plan tells you the cost of goods, the cost of manufacturing. What about a service-based business that really doesn't have that cost? We have cost of goods here at GRP Studios. Vets Growth does not have that cost of goods. No. How do you determine that when somebody comes in and says, I'm a service-based entrepreneur?
2: Well, there's obviously cost factors to that business, whether it's staffing or overhead or in service, it's marketing is so critical. Social media aspect of now businesses market their business. So there's a lot of different, it's not called cost of goods and it's not a physical widget that they're producing. It's a service they're providing. So, you know, that's, that is a really um, important part of understanding that business is how they've captured that fundamental cost that it's going to need they're going to need to run their business and so that's why the business plan is so important it walks one through that whether it's a banker an investor or family member that they're talking to that could possibly be involved in the company we're kind of relying on them I and mean, as bankers we've got a lot of good experience from dealing with so many businesses and maybe they are, this particular business we've had exposure to or not but if we haven't we'll find somebody within our bank to help us understand does this make sense with this type of company type of thing so, yeah, the service business doesn't have the same kind of cost or uh, expense load as a um, manufacturing company does, but they do. I have different types of. Expense. It's still,
1: it's still part of your business plan. It's like, this is part of the checklist. You yeah. spoke early about, we are kind of here in central Florida behind the financial curve, helping small businesses. For those in know about Orlando, we've got, that's kind of the destination capital of the world for entertainment with Disney and MG and Sea World and Universal and all those. could this be in an entertainment based industry here in Central Florida? Could that be part of the issues with being behind the curve for financial capital because everybody's relying on the big three or big four? Yeah,
2: it's, uh, I think that there's a there's a certainly a perception of that and, and and I guess the reality of it too. I mean, probably up in I don't know 10, 15 years ago, that that was perceived that you know central florida is dominated by the entertainment industry and you know that's all we have and so that was a perception i i imagine but there's so many unbelievably great companies that spun out of that whether it's you know serving it as a subcontractor or whatever they worked there for a couple years and got real good at this particular trade or whatever and they spun off and started their own business but you know, we're Central Florida. We have such a dynamic defense industry, the defense contracting industry, the space industry is coming back again. Thank God, and that's what really is spurring this emphasis. You know, the Orlando Economic Partnership (OEP) Starter Studio. There's a, a variety of organizations that are focused. On helping Central Florida get more access to capital, you know, we hear stories all the time out of Silicon Valley, and they're just, you know, they're just run over by so much capital sources out there. You know, how can we become that? You know, so we're a lot of different organizations are studying that and kind of raising the the bar as far as challenging our business owners, supporting them with, you know, all these different resources like Starter Studio. And so hopefully that will elevate our presence in that whole arena and bring more capital here. But there's a lot of initiatives going on that to help bridge that gap. I I
0: noticed that uh, being in the hotel industry, that I've had the opportunity to go around and, and check out the area of why people are coming to certain hotels. Now, before I moved down here, the first thing that was going up, Universal was starting to expand with their second theme park. And the first thing out of my mind, since I was a visitor back then, I said, I want to move down here because instead of traveling back and forth, you're down here, and then all of a sudden all the hype was just going on. Church Street was still alive. A lot of things are going on, but people are now venturing down to Florida. Like 750 people per day are moving down to Florida as people evacuating from other countries because of our our growth. They're talking about industries and jobs, markets like that. It will come back in full price. But it's just that I think a lot of things what I saw was a lot of tour buses that were coming off these theme parks were taking them to certain areas to go shopping. And it wasn't hitting the other areas. So I'm seeing more growth being surrounding the the theme parks of the strip malls and the different stores to try to capture those people. When you're driving down I-4, what do you see? Hey, I want to stop there on the way back. Mm -hmm. And then they start getting these ideas like, you know, this is the place to move to. Mm -hmm.
1: If we really want to become that area here in Central Florida. I know they're constantly promoting Central Florida as a place for the aerospace industry and for all the the government contractors. You have to have the support system in place for all of those primes. You need subcontractors to do a lot of the work that they do to help support the primes. If we really want to become that industry here, then we have to have these small businesses in place working well for them to say, hey, this is Central Florida is where you need to be. And I'm really glad, I really am glad to see the space program back up and running again.
0: I, I, think, I think what to lure back on Tim is that, okay, now we got all these people focusing around the theme parks, guys, it's the happy land. But what if people fail to realize it's the residents that reside in, in the surrounding areas of Orlando that are supporting these people? Now you see more small communities popping up where you're starting to see other businesses venturing out there. So if you support them, because we don't want to have to run down through all this traffic to get to a restaurant, and you know it too, if you support your communities, you're going to see more hype, more growth into those environments. We still need what everybody else needs. We don't have to go through the traffic, sit in there for an hour in a parking lot to wait to get something we need. We just need to support our communities. And I think all the chambers, their structure is around the communities. And we got to support them so we can support each other. All our audience are different. All are it's a difference. So. In in
1: various different aspects. And we really want to focus on small business and helping them grow. And that's why we're so so excited to have you in here again today, Mr. Phil Zeman with Center State, South State Bank. Give people your contact information again, even though we've done it a couple of times, just so how they can get a hold
2: of you. My email address is P Zeman, P-Z-E-M-A-N at centerstatebank.com, and my work telephone number is four zero seven four four seven zero six one seven. Excellent. We want to
1: flood him with phone calls. We're going yeah, we want to flood we want all of a
2: sudden the,
1: the hey, banking you're, industry. You're the grows. only
0: person that works in your facility. Are there other employees? Oh uh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, how, I'm, f- I'm, how many employees, I'm, employees I'm, do you have? A lot. a lot. I mean So okay now we know we've got we, a lot.
2: We're downtown and we, we're on the thirteenth floor is the commercial department. That includes the relationship managers and our wonderful support staff, our credit administration groups there. Um Treasury management's there. And then on the first floor is our branch. You know, that's just our one location. And then we have six or seven others um, in the central Florida area.
0: So there you go. You're not gonna be standing online. You're gonna get access. And right now right.
1: if you're in well Alabama, I mean, Georgia, where else? North Carolina?
2: Uh, and with South State, we're in North and South Carolina and Virginia.
1: All right. Covering the South.
2: But going back, I mean, obviously, COVID nineteen has had put a little twist in our ability to see clients. So our branches are open, drive through only for those that have drive through, and then we can make appointments for more. Best,
1: appointments. best to have an appointment. It's it really is best to. But have But I an mean,
2: appointment. It, we've we've really taken this COVID nineteen thing serious. I mean, obviously, Florida's kind of leading the charge as far as number of cases, and so we're very very sensitive and making sure that. Not only our employees, but our customers are safe when they come to see us.
0: That's but called value. We, oh, I learned that from you.
1: Yeah. yeah, we and we want to be number one in the entertainment industry and building small business, not in this particular thing we're in today. Yeah. So, again, we want to thank you so much for being here. You had, last episode we were here, we had a tip of the day, and it was very weak in comparison. It was You were getting ready to leave last time. You had a tip of the day. You said, oh, this would have been a great tip of the day. Do you remember what it was? I don't. <laughs> oh, man. I well, don't I do. I mean,
2: I know yeah. that. Give uh, it right to us. It's do your research, I mean, do your homework before to me it just because i' I'm in the industry, but to me, it just seems so academic, you know how can you even begin to talk to anybody about your idea or concept without having done some form of due diligence right and then that's the business plan again. It's such a critical point in going back to passion. If, if, they, if that entrepreneur really has that one common ingredient that I believe all successful business people have is passion, they're going to be excited about putting that business plan together. They, they just just are.
0: And, and who are and those so, people that they need to talk to? Score?
2: Sc- score. We'll introduce more resources, hopefully. You let me do that over the next years? Down, company, down the time. road. But uh, Score is a great first stop.
1: So do your homework. The tip of the day today is, according to, to Phil with Center State, South State Bank, do your homework. Get out there. Do the due diligence. Do what you need to do. Do the do. Just do it. All of the taglines. For all those companies, there's a reason why they did that.
0: Exactly. Teeth are working, hot huh, Yeah, They
1: are. <laughs> Thanks again for being here, and I'm looking You're forward to some of the, the other people you. that we're bringing. And we'll catch you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.